why haven't you heard of this? Why haven't you heard that you can access your retirement account penalty and tax-free now without waiting to retire and use that money to start a business, for example, or invest into precious metals or invest into real estate? or invest into a private company? Why haven't you heard of that before? Welcome to the Business Ownership Podcast, brought to you by Awareness Strategies, helping you navigate the waters between entrepreneurship and ownership. Hey there, peeps. This is Michelle Nedelec, and I am super glad to have you here with us today because I have the most amazing guest, Daniel Blue. Daniel, thank you so much for being here with us today. Hey, Michelle. Thank you for having me on your show here today. Awesome. So give us a 5,000-foot view of who you are and what you love to do. I'm a uh, regular dude, 33 years old, started a business just on the whim about four years ago. So I don't have this cool Gary V story where I was a, a hustler in middle school and always had ambitions on becoming a business owner. I think people that start companies either usually have dreams, ambitions of, of being self-employed, not having a boss, working for yourself, right? They, they think about those things at a younger age. And then there's people like me that it's almost out of necessity slash competitiveness slash why not give this thing a try? What's the worst that can happen um, sort of feel. And, and that was me four years ago. I grew up in a um, middle-class neighborhood. Parents got divorced when I was 12. And that really shifted my life as my mom raised me on her own when my dad moved, moved to a different country. So I saw my mom struggle a lot. And I remember growing up just thinking, okay, I don't want to struggle financially as I get older and I want to pay back mom. Mom was just my superhero. She was someone that was my, my rock um, and uh, someone I really look up to. So in my early 20s, I uh, found some success in, in sales and being able to lead teams and generate revenue and communicate with people. Dropped out of college. Uh, went to college because that's what society, society told me to do. And um, got into sales, like I mentioned earlier, and, and got to a point after working for a few different companies and, and being able to rise within management, I got to a point where I realized, shoot, why not go for the, the gusto? Why not try and be the captain of my own ship? Uh, what, what's the worst that can happen? If I fail at this business thing, then I can always just go back and work for someone else. So I'm out here in Las Vegas, so I can use kind of a, 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 a phrase that maybe some of the people that come out to Vegas and, and play blackjack um, or poker can relate to. But four years ago, I put all the chips on the table and, and bet on myself and um, invested into this company, got it going four years ago. And I've got about 13 employees right now. And uh, we've been jamming since. Very cool. what do you do? The problem we solve in the marketplace is helping people access money in their retirement accounts penalty and tax-free. So someone that's got a 401k from an old job or an IRA, I know a lot of people right now are concerned with their retirement accounts, the stock market acting crazy, inflation, right? It's just a, a wild time right now in the economy. So a lot of people feel like they have no options. They're just stuck in the stock market. And we teach people IRS approved strategies where they can access their own retirement money, penalty and tax free, and use the money to do things like start their own business, um, be able to invest in real estate, invest in the private companies. Um, so just really helping people control their, their own retirement accounts. Very cool. So when people have retirement accounts, I'm assuming, especially when they're getting closer to retirement and by closer, I mean like 50, <laughs> not like 30 or 65, 
Um, although some people do start planning when they're 65, which uh, hurts, obviously. My question is, when they when they start getting closer, they're starting to get a little more nervous of what the economy is doing. How is that going to transition? Are they really wanting to go into business for themselves? All, all that kind of fun stuff. What do you find is the most um, debilitating and the thing that stops people the most from, from wanting to look at just the retirement plan in general, I guess? Let's start there. I think a lot of people just get overwhelmed. Right. I was talking to a lady yesterday and uh, she, her words to me were, it's overwhelming. I, it's daunting to look at my retirement accounts and try to figure out what steps to take. I'm busy with my day job. I consult in the oil and gas industry. I've got a family. Like I'm busy and totally get that. Right. So I think it's important that people at least take a look at their retirement accounts once or twice a year, go through their statements, get a feel of where they're at. It's almost like you drive your car, right? Lift up the hood of that car once a year, twice a year. And you might not know all of the intricacies within the, the hood of your car, right? You might not know all of the parts that make up your car, but when you look at it from the outside, just make sure that everything looks right, smells right, right? So Things like that are important to do, just a, a healthy checkup. And then, you know, I'm, I'm a big proponent of putting yourself in rooms with other people that are movers and shakers, right? And, and what I mean by that is I've been able to get a lot of value from being in masterminds, being in coaching groups, being in networking groups, where there's other people that have been able to master their craft and they can take what they've learned over five, 10 years and give you the elementary version in a five minute version where it's simplified. And then they tell you something and they quote unquote teach you something. And you're like, wow, okay, that that resonates with me now. I, I get that, it's a light bulb moment. So to answer your question, I think you really have to seek light bulb moments to get a better feel of where you're at with your finances. And it's not just retirement accounts, right? It's, you know, investing in general, you know, credit scores, you know, maybe setting up an LLC and understanding some tax benefits, the insurance game, right? Like all of that stuff is not quote unquote sexy, right? It's boring. It makes people fall asleep, but it's a necessity, right? Like we have to understand how to navigate that world if we want to be able to be in a position where we're retired and not stressed out financially because we know we have money coming in. We know if we die, our loved ones are taken care of. We know if we have a, a an illness that puts us in the hospital, we're okay, right? That, that's peace of mind right there. And it's hard to put a price tag on that. Absolutely. Is there a particular strategy that you see most effective or that you enjoy working with the most? So I love the solo 401k. We set up a, a ton of those plans. We've got customers in, in all 50 states, uh, over a thousand customers. And a lot of our customers set up solo 401ks. These are plans for entrepreneurs. So if you're listening to this and you have a side hustle, maybe you have a nine to five job still, that's okay. So whether you've got a nine to five or you're retired or you're a full-time business owner, but your business activity doesn't have W2 employees that are full-time, then you qualify for a solo 401k. And, and this plan is super unique because it allows you to access some of your own retirement money penalty and tax-free 
to do things like start a business. And someone that comes to mind, we helped her a few years ago. She came from corporate. She wanted to start her own business. She was getting tired of the nine to five life, wanted to escape the rat race. And she wanted to start an online business. She needed about $20,000 in inventory to get things going, needed capital for product, right? And instead of going into debt and borrowing money from the bank, and depleting or depleting money from her savings account, she preferred to use the money in her retirement account to fund her business. That's that's what she wanted. So we helped her take her existing retirement account. I think she had like a, an IRA or 401k from an old job. And we helped her take that money, convert it into what's called a solo 401k. From there, she took the $20,000 out penalty and tax-free, used that money to buy the inventory, used that money to invest in her business, made enough money with her business where she was able to actually pay back her solo 401k. So she paid back her retirement account. She paid back the money she took out. So she's replenishing what she took out. She's not robbing from her future. And her business had the cash that it needed to get the ball rolling. And you know she's making great money with her business and was able to quit her job. So that's a success story. It's awesome. However, we know there's risks with everything, right? Her business could have flopped. Um, money you have in your retirement accounts in the stock market, that could go down, right? So, you know, there's usually going to be risks with anything out there. That's why it's really important to have options um, and, and be educated and come from a place of having the knowledge and the information. And that's what we try to do here at, at our firm is just bring public information. All this information that I've talked about so far, Michelle, it's not brand new. I'm, I'm not making it up on this podcast. This is all Googleable information, if, if that's a word, but this is all IRS approved information, IRS approved accounts that have been around for decades. It's just not talked about a whole lot. So we're doing our best to bring this to the forefront so people can have the knowledge and just know this can be a tool in the tool belt for you that you can use if you feel like it's the best for your situation. Uh, that's a ton of information too. So when somebody's working with you guys, are you looking at specifically like the numbers and what would be most tax advisable? Or are you looking at, hey, you got aptitude in this area. This would be a great business place to venture. Like what are the, what's the spectrum of topics that you guys cover and work with somebody on? Yeah, when people come to us, they typically already have a business model or a venture they want to start. Right. So we're not pitching people on, hey, start this online business or, you know, start this home health healthcare business. So, you know, we're not pitching people on a business opportunity uh, when they come to us. They typically already have something in mind. We just try to understand what point A looks like. like where is this person starting from? Right. Because the end goal is we want to help them build a roadmap to get from point A to point B. So we've got to do a lot of discovery. Right. What does point A look like? And then here are some options that can help you get to point B, right? And I really want to emphasize the word options because, you know, our company, we're not financial advisors. We're not CPAs. Um, we are a education company and I'm a big proponent of people should have a team, right? You should have a CPA, someone that you can rely on for tax advice in your corner, right? Maybe someone that's experienced with estate planning. You know, as, as you get older, you want to make sure that your trusts and, and your wills and all that kind of fun stuff is dialed in, right? So I think it's really important that you, you've got a, a team um, that you are surrounded by that can point you in the right direction. 
but ultimately, you know, you're the captain of, of your own ship. So um, we don't sell investments. We don't sell business opportunities. Um, we just sell solutions. People typically come to us with some kind of problem. Maybe they need funding for a business. Maybe they have high interest rate credit card debt. A lot of people, Michelle, you know, they've got $20,000 in credit card debt and they're paying 20% interest. Well, shoot, maybe it makes sense for them to take money from their retirement account that's making them 7% a year on average. Take that 7% of your money, use that money to pay off credit card debt that's costing them 20%. And then now they're not paying the banks anymore. They're not paying the credit cards at 20%. They're paying their retirement account back, right? So they're their own bank. So, you know, paying off their debt is, is something that might be helpful because maybe there's someone that, you know, wants to refinance their house, but they can't refinance their house because they've got too much personal credit card debt. So we've got to pay off the credit card debt first. So the utilization rate goes down, credit score goes up. You know, and, and now they are more favorable when they get in front of a bank to get a loan, right? So, you know, different things like that come uh, come into play. I'm loving it. And I think a lot of people have a lot of resistance towards their finances because they were told in school that they were no good at math or, you know, if they look at a spreadsheet and they go, ah, I don't know what that means. Um, but it is essentially, um, it is essential to, to creating a financial plan when they understand that. Cause I mean, you scared the daylights out of me, somebody with a 20% credit card and only 7% gains like that's backwards. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's funny you say that, like that's literally the words that we use all the time. It's like, you're going backwards financially. Like you're losing money faster than you're making money. And I'm going to go out and say, there's probably people listening to this right now that are in that position or, currently, right? Interest rates are going up. Inflation is real, right? It's it's crazy right now. So it's, it's now is even more of a point where you really have to dial in your finances and just understand what things look like now. What What's the foundation look like currently? And then go from there. Absolutely. And I think a lot of the industry, because they have a financial gain to what somebody buys or what they go into, um, I mean, it's not completely unlike business, right? Whereas if somebody just does Facebook ads, they're going to be going, hey, you need to do Facebook ads, whether you do or not is irrelevant. And a lot of times in the financial world, people are going, hey, you need this credit card. Hey, you need this thing. And, and it's completely not true. And you're not getting unbiased information. It's you hit the nail right on the head. And, and I brought that up earlier on your podcast where I said, this is information that's Googleable. It's IRS approved. You can verify this through the IRS, right? These are the, the guys that create these accounts. And why haven't you heard of this? Why haven't you heard that you can access your retirement account penalty and tax-free now without waiting to retire and use that money to start a business, for example, or invest into precious metals or invest into real estate or invest into a private company? Why haven't you heard of that before? Well, Michelle, you already talked about that. Wall Street doesn't make money when you use your retirement account penalty and tax-free to fund your business. They make zero money off of that. So why would they teach you how that strategy works? So unfortunately, that the game is rigged against you. The good news is it's 2022, right? There's a thing called YouTube. There's podcasts. There's masterminds right? There's social media. There's so many 
channels out there that allow you to get information that 20 years ago you wouldn't have had access to. Now it's on you to figure out which information applies to you the in the correct way and obviously there's a lot of mis misinformation out there which is why you need to do your own research and verify but then you got to take action right we've all had information overload right we've all gone to an event before and then there was no action after that event and we're like that sucked right well you got to take action absolutely so what what is one of your biggest pet peeves about the industry that's a good question. Um, maybe your your audience can relate to this, but I remember growing up, there was a commercial on TV it was Fidelity, and it was follow the green arrow. And the commercial had people like leaving a coffee shop, and they're like talking having the best day of their life. And they look down on the ground, and it's a green arrow. And the green arrow just keeps going forward, then it makes a right, then it keeps going forward keeps going straight and these people are just following the green arrow and fidelity in the background some person narrating the commercial was just like dude just follow the green arrow right just we're going to take you to the land of paradise and that's the financial old school wall street way is don't ask questions just follow us and by no means ask questions like how much are you paying in fees to us or what your money is invested in Right? I can't tell you how many times we talk to people and they're like, yeah, the last time I talked to my financial advisor was last year. And now that you say what, now that I'm thinking about it, I only talk to him when he wants, wants me to invest money, or he asked me if I have more money to invest. Right. So, so many of these financial experts out there, you know, it's just all about shoving people into products that only benefit them. And a lot of it's not their fault. What I mean by that is, you know, uh, a financial advisor, a broker hangs their license with fidelity. They're just doing what their bosses are saying, right? That That's their business model. So here we are in 2022. What I love about it is the pet peeve I have where people are just led like, like, like sheep and they're just supposed to just follow. Um, there's a lot more people actually looking up and realizing there's a different way to approach their financial situation it doesn't have to be the way our parents taught us you know 20 30 40 years ago nice i love that so what are some of the biggest stumbling blocks that somebody might have right now and they're thinking oh my god daniel i need you so badly um one is obviously urgency is huge right so if you're someone that you know likes the idea of accessing money penalty and tax-free to start a business or pay off high interest rate credit card debt, or you're just tired of having your money in the stock market and you like to, to do something different like real estate. Um, you know, a lot of our customers are, you know, putting their money into deals that involve flipping properties, multifamily, private lending, just a bunch of different stuff, right? So if that stuff interests you, then it's a matter of you just being educated in understanding if, you know, um, getting you from point A where you are to point B where you want to be is is feasible, right? Um, there are some types of accounts that you can't move or change. Like, for example, if your only retirement account is a 401k and it's tied to your current job and you're under the age of 59 and a half, 
you're handcuffed to that plan. There's really nothing that you can do to change what you have going on right now. So, you know, as far as a stumbling block, a road roadblock is really just what's between your ears, right? Like how bad do you want to learn something different? How bad do you want to explore making changes? It's much easier for you to just say, okay, that sounds great. Awesome. I'll look into this a little bit later. I'll look into this at the first of the year, right? But we all know life just gets in front of us, right? You know, we got kids going back to school. I can't believe my daughter's going back to school like in two weeks. I'm like, what happened to your summer vacation? Um, but you know, next thing you know, it's we're gonna be at, at we're gonna be at Walmart and Target, and they're gonna be pitching us Christmas, um, you know, decorations, right? So we just get busy with life. So it's I mean, just a matter of how big of a priority is it for you to want to look at making some changes or at least learning about making changes with your retirement accounts is uh, the big question that you need to think about. I, all of awesome information. And I think one of the biggest things I had back in the day was I didn't even understand what the difference between an interest rate was and a rate of return. And I think if if you're listening to this and you don't understand what the difference is, you need to understand these differences, these little nuances, understanding how much more you're paying for something, rule of 72, like all of the general kind of stuff. If you don't understand the difference between an LLC and, and the different types of entities, it's it's um, there are tax rules out there to serve and support people to make money, but they are not necessarily public knowledge. And and yeah, it might be available on the IRS's website, but if you want to go to sleep uh, really quickly, that's probably the best thing for you to read. So I would highly recommend that you just go and talk to Daniel because you're going to get in a way more lively and entertaining sort of way. So I know that our listeners are going to want more from you. How did they start their journey with you? Yeah, so I, I give a lot to the marketplace from a, a free point of, uh, of view in the sense of they can go to danielblue.me. That's my website, danielbluebluee.me. I've got a ton of articles that I wrote for Forbes there um, that are pretty easy to read, easy to follow, that you can get a ton of value from. Uh, I've got a podcast. We're about 70 episodes deep. Been doing that about a year now. It's called How Winners Win. Uh, the goal there is to teach people how to win in their personal life, their financial life, um, their entrepreneurial life. So definitely share some, some things that could help you on the podcast there. And then... I've got a book, it's called uh, Blueprint to Your Best Retirement. And this book teaches people how to access their retirement accounts, penalty and tax-free. And uh, they can go ahead and get this book on uh, Kindle, paperback, audio. Um, the book is really easy to understand. I intentionally wrote it in a, in a manner that would be uh, easy to follow. I've read a lot of financial books over the years, and most of them are like 300 pages, and they're really boring. Um, not that they're bad. It's just they're really boring. I know they are, right? So, and I'm in the financial space. So I wanted, you know, the, the average American that, you know, is working a nine to five that is a family person that, you know, makes decent money, but they're just super busy. Um, take a Saturday afternoon, read the book. You'll come away with some value, right? Um, my social media handles are on the website as well. I do my best to post uh, pretty consistently on social media. And then uh, if I've got your wheels turning and you've got a retirement account and the idea of accessing it penalty and tax free, you'd like to learn more. Uh, there's a place there on the website where you can take some action there and uh, we can see if we're a good fit for you. Nice. That all sounds awesome. So you had mentioned that you 
ventured into the entrepreneurial world four years ago. Um, what was it that made you decide that you were that special kind of crazy enough to make that leap? You know, so the, the short, long version is I made a ton of financial mistakes in my late teens, early 20s. I actually bought a house in 2008. I was 19 years old. I was making six figures. I thought, why not buy a house? And I had no idea. I was so oblivious that we're at the pinnacle of, you know, the, the, the market market's crushing it. And next thing you know, my house just drops like $200,000 in value. Um, I got addicted to Oxycontin when I was 18, 19 years old. I had a kid when I was 19 years old. So I went through a lot of changes when I was 18, 19, 20. And I made a lot of mistakes, a lot of financial mistakes. I never made six figures before. My family didn't make six figures. So when I started making six figures, I'm thinking, man, like I made it. But since I never saw that kind of money, I didn't have good discipline. So I spent way more than I made. So everything that I've just described, it was just like this, this downward spiral, spiral where I hit rock bottom when I was like 20 years old. And, um, you know, I've been clean from Oxycontin since November of 2009. Um, my daughter's 13 years old. She lives with me. We, we have a great time together. But I learned a ton during those years in the sense of, you know, why it's important to set up an LLC and, and, and get strategic with the CPA and start really maximizing my tax situation and spending way less than what I was making and investing money and, and saving money. And instead of driving a Range Rover like I did when I was 19 years old, I, I drove a, a Mazda 3 that was paid off, right? So I just did those things for a number of years. And then I was able to perform at a high level um, in the corporate world. And you know, rose up in the manage, managerial ranks. And when I was 28 years old, I had some money in the bank. Um, I had some stocks. I had PayPal stock. I had a lot of 0% credit cards because my credit score was really, really good. And I'm thinking, you know, why not go for this myself, right? So I, I cashed out my PayPal stock, uh, put a bunch of money on 0% interest. And because I'd lived modestly, I could afford to take a haircut. I think a lot of people, when they start a business or where they look at people having a business, they're like, man, this guy's always traveling or, you know, she's always in a great spot financially. Like, I, I, that's so awesome. Like, no, business isn't always pretty, right? And there's a lot of times you have to pay vendors, you have to pay employees, you have to write checks before you get paid. Like you're the last to get paid. So I was able to take that step back and have that sacrifice where I was okay, not making great money, sometimes not making money at all the first year or so while I was building. And it all had to do with the preparation that led up to it in the sense of living below my means, uh, making better financial choices. Um, but then a lot of it, Michelle, is just competitiveness. I, I grew up in sports, so I've always believed in myself. My mom, like I said earlier, raised me on her own when I was 12 years old. And you know, she was just always working and, and always providing and uh, never complaining about my dad just leaving us and, and not providing financial support. And um, I'm just thinking, man, like my mom instilled this amazing belief in me. Like I, I believe in myself no matter what. So all of that combined led me to, you know, starting Quest Education about four years ago. Your mom sounds amazing. And I, I love it when parents in particular kind of 
<laughs> separate their lives from their kids' lives. It's like, I get it. All this stuff is happening in my life and I'm adulting over here, but there's this little gem that's growing over on the side here that I have to nurture and, and just, you know, build up as much as possible. I think that's an awesome and amazing tribute to your mom and uh, give her kudos and congratulations on my behalf because that's super hard to do. Love that. Daniel, you've been absolutely fabulous. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Any last words for our peeps? You know, I just got done. Um, I'm on a, a high right now. I ran 41 miles last Wednesday. So it's been seven days and uh, I trained six weeks for it. The farthest I ran before that was 22 miles in my training. And just to kind of put it into perspective, the first run I made was June 3rd. So about seven weeks ago, I ran three miles and I was gassed after three miles. I'm thinking, how the heck am I going to run 38 miles? Because that was the goal going into this run last week was 38 miles because my friend was turning 38 years old. So for his birthday, he wanted to run 38 miles last Wednesday. So six weeks or seven weeks ago, he told me about it and I said, I'll, I'll do it with you. So I made the commitment to train. People thought I was crazy because I'm, I'm in shape. I, I work out, I go to the gym, I lift weights, but as far as cardio and running, no, like that wasn't something I did. That's why I was really struggling running three miles on June 3rd. However, not only did I run the 38 miles, but I ran 41 miles and I felt really good after the race. I felt really good the next day. And it just goes to show you how much your body and your mind can take you when you push it to the limit. And when you set a crazy goal that is making you question it and other people question it, you're probably onto something. And so I would highly recommend people that maybe you're in a funk right now, or you could use just like a pep in your step or you're just trying to figure things out in your life, set some type of goal and have it be super specific. It doesn't have to be running 40 miles, right? It could be write a book. It could be start a business. It could be speak on a stage. It could be, you know, lose 10 pounds. Um, just something that you can quantify and put a date, a target, and everything is going to change based off of you knowing you have to make this happen. And uh, it's going to be amazing to see what, what your body and your mind can do when uh, you have, you know, that, that kind of commitment in place. That is crazy impressive. Uh, <laughs> having done a marathon, I took a year to, to train for that. Mind you, I wasn't in good shape when I started. So that may have been an indicator, but I'm still thinking that six weeks is a little, is pushing it for almost anybody that's never ran before. <laughs> so, well, kudos for awesome. you running a marathon because marathons are not easy. So kudos to you. That that is impressive. I <laughs> you have my awe. Awesome. Daniel, you've been absolutely amazing again. Thank you so much for your time. Peeps, this is Michelle Nedelec. Thank you for being here with us today. Be sure to subscribe to the show and join our Facebook group, Business Ownership Secrets to Scaling. We love helping you. Are you running a business over seven figures but still struggling with technology headaches? Pay attention. You do not want to miss this offer. This podcast episode is brought to you by Awareness Strategies, who is offering a custom-built digital adoption roadmap for anyone running a business over seven figures who's wanting to grow their business in the next five years. 
and it's not just a roadmap. They offer full implementation as well. If that scares the out of you, check out awarenessstrategies.com forward slash roadmap for more details today. The link's in the show's notes. Don't regret not doing this. Do it now. That's awarenessstrategies.com slash roadmap.